Urosh. Plavsic. Plavsic. The hype is real. I know what you're thinking. This is a different intro, but I'm in a good mood. Someone just texted me. I was at practice. Someone texted me and said, what about Urosh? And I was like, there's no way he's eligible. Because that's all he said. Yeah. And then I went to Twitter and found out. And I was like, oh my God, it's happening. Everybody calm down. It's happening. (laughs) It's happening. But, uh, I mean, you you know, you kind of said it. It's not... We still got a lot to fix because we've still got to be able to shoot the ball. But that's a big fix for a lot of the issues we're having. And we've been missing a big man. Big man. Can he shore up some of those issues? I I mean, we haven't seen the man play. Yeah, I I hope so. You're going to see tomorrow. I think there's a chance. We'll talk about it in the Georgia (coughs) play. I think there's a chance he'll start. Slim chance, but I think with everything kind of happening right now. I mean, why not? Why not just roll him out there? I think you'll be hearing let's, his name a lot. Yeah, let's see what we got. I'm excited. I'm pumped. Just having a seven-footer, we talked about it. Whether he's good or not, at least it's a presence inside. Right. You know what, Georgia, again, we'll talk about this. They like to go to the hole. So, yeah. this kind of plays into there. We may we may be looking at another conference win tomorrow night. I'm just... Just stand next to the rim and just with your hands right. up. That's all you got to do. What kind of life are we living that Tennessee football, or Tennessee athletics, gets hit with all this good news at once? I'll tell you, it, it, there's only one solution for it, and that's Philip Former. Philip Former. The man knows where the bodies are buried. He's bringing it. Exactly. He's bringing us home, bringing us to the promised land. Now, I'm, I mean, I was already. Can you excited. imagine, like, hating on Philip Former? Like, still. Dude, people are stupid. People are going to be stupid. People will always be stupid. Yeah, that's true. It's that's incredible. why we have. Uh, that's exactly why. Uh, we have a segment named Stupidity is an Epidemic for those people. Exactly. I, I can't remember exactly who it was, but somebody last year was mad that he was in the locker room after the Auburn game and talk to the team. Yeah. <laughs> it, I mean, again, it's just people are stupid. There's no way to fix it. I mean, given that many years of your life to Tennessee athletics and you're mad that he's in a locker room. And he pretty much just said, congratulations. And then tried to, t- try to teach him. We don't give a damn about the whole school or yeah, whole whole school Auburn. He tried yeah. to teach him that. Yeah. But they just – I mean, hey, I credit them for at least knowing that song, the whole state of Alabama part. Yes. And they ran with it, and that's fine. We can roll with that. Yeah, they're they're both in Alabama. Yeah, we'll take it. At, at least it wasn't like a Mississippi team you were saying, <laughs> right. the whole state of Alabama. At least we got the state right. We'll we take the, that. We got the state right. Thank yep. you, Philip Former, for at least doing that for us. <laughs> but, yeah, Philip Former, the man knows where the bodies are buried. And um, he – you said it. it. It makes the NCAA look very stupid. Because what changed – like, nothing – none of the facts have changed – since his first or second Yeah, field. you just lost a kid a whole half a season of eligibility yeah. because you're dragging your feet. Which I was hoping we would have a good front end of the season, which we kind of started out all right, and then we fell apart. But then I was hoping then we found out how to play without Urosh and then just get him, and now we're a much better basketball team, which I think we're a better basketball team. I don't know how much better with him. Yeah. That's to be determined. And I don't think anybody does. No. I don't even know if this team actually right. thinks they're that much better with Right. Or knows. To be determined. Yeah. I feel like this is a good this is a good week of games for him to get into though. Yeah. Like for him to be playing At least Georgia. not like Kentucky and Auburn. Right. To be playing Georgia and Vanderbilt. Like that's a that's a pretty good because mm-hmm. he won't really have much in either game. Like I mean, even South Carolina would have been more trouble for him if he had been eligible immediately after that. Or yeah. before that, sorry. So it works. I like it. At least they give him like a a day. Yeah. 
They gave him a the practice was over. It looked like yeah. So, so you, I you guess get they didn't a, get much. Yeah, you get. I a guess they're about hours. to get on the plane and you get a shoot around. That's about it. That works. Yeah, that works. Um, we are about to talk about the Georgia game. I guess you know what I did just think about. So we probably need to talk about the Vanderbilt game. Yeah, we probably do. So we'll talk about we'll the Vanderbilt game a little bit. Um, we you they know, suck. How about that? They, they do suck. <laughs> they lost one of their best players recently too. <laughs> uh, but we will talk about the Vanderbilt game a little bit at the end of that. Um, we're going to look at the 2020 football season because the 2019 just ended officially. It's over. Yeah. So we're going to look forward to the 2020, talk about, I guess, some give some two early predictions for the 2020, but also you know, some things some things we do know about the 2020 season. Um, we'll look at the national championship game that happened last night. That was a very fun football game to watch. It was. I enjoyed it. Um, we'll also talk about the NFL playoffs, and we got some segments for you. That's our Jumbotron and Stupidities and Epidemics. We can talk about all those stupid people. Before we jump into this episode, Landon's going to tell you all about our friends at Commercial Bank. Commercial Bank. Commercial Bank is your neighborhood bank and they're a leading financial institution with the services, capabilities, and resources of regional and national banks. Whether it's purchasing a home, saving for your child's future, or planning your next vacation, Commercial Bank is with you every step of the way to navigate life's big decisions. Life made better. Visit cbtn.com to learn more and find a branch near you. Any financial needs you may have, contact Commercial Bank. They will help you out. Mm. Georgia. Georgia. Going to Georgia. Going to Georgia. They are they're not a great basketball team. They're just 10 and 5, 0 and 2 in conference play. They do have a notable win over number nine Memphis. Uh, I don't know what Memphis is ranked currently, but number nine at the time that they beat them. Um, but other than that, man, they're not. A very good basketball they, team. They have a good player. They have a very good player. Yes. They have a very good player that is going to give us a lot of trouble. Um, but good news is, kind of similar to us, what we were about three hours ago, or not even three hours ago, what, like an hour and a half ago, an undersized basketball team we got <laughs> that relies time. on all guard play. So, Uros just have- tweeted, freedom. Thank you, Vol Nation. Freedom. But, yeah, so – I'm feeling good about this Georgia game. I was feeling all right about it. I wasn't feeling great. I felt like we had a pretty good chance, um, you know, prior to the Urosh announcement. But I feel really good because Georgia's undersized. Mm-hmm. If Georgia had another big man, it probably wouldn't make me. Urosh probably wouldn't make me feel much better. Um, them being undersized gives me more hope. Um, yeah, I mean they're just with, with them being so guard heavy, and that's what I feel like they are, just because they have Anthony Edwards, which. It arguably is probably going to be the number one draft pick. There's year. definitely potential uh, potential to be SEC Player of the Year. Yeah. Um, I mean, averaging almost 19 points a game, almost five rebounds, and then just three assists per game. What he really likes to do is go score. Yep. And he he's not a great shooter. That's the good thing too. He's not a great shooter. Can Which we? He, limit, he probably will be tomorrow. Somehow he'll, <laughs> he'll be money from three. Um, can we limit him going to the hole? Not just with our guard play, but can Urosh help? And then we do again. I feel like I've been hard on Pons. I think Pons helps us a lot tomorrow near the rim. Yeah, with with uh, Edwards trying to go to the rim. So that I mean that's because it's when you see Urosh in the lane, you're thinking, oh okay, I have to shoot over him. When you see Pons in the lane, you're thinking to yourself, oh, I'm not having to just adjust my shot so much. Right. But then when he jumps, you're like, oh crap, I should have adjusted my yeah, shot. That, that should have been a lot a lot better. But yeah, um, I think it's good. Probably going to be an ugly game just because you know. With us, the struggles that we have with turnovers and them being so guard heavy, I, I feel like it's going to be a turnover fest once again. It, Hopefully it, not, but that's that's kind of what the feeling I am thinking 
It certainly is on track to be that. And the biggest thing about they like to get out and run. Yep. And we have to limit those turnovers, but what we also have to do is limit the points from turnovers. Mm-hmm. Um, if we can do that, that gives us – the problem is is they are a really good team in transition. So not only – you mentioned how our turnovers have been so bad, we really need Viscovi to, to limit his. He was really the only one with a ton of them. I mean, everybody had their fair share of turnovers, but he had seven, right, against uh, South Carolina. Mm-hmm. Um, if he can limit those – Again, that's one of those things. You just clean up little mistakes. I feel like it gives you a really good chance to be in that game tomorrow and potentially get another conference win. Yeah. I mean, I think take care and taking care of the basketball is definitely the biggest <clears throat> key to the game because they average 8.1 steals per game. Yeah, that's We not average good like for five. Us. Yeah. Because yeah. that, that feeds in exactly what they want us to do. And you know they're going to try to create havoc and yeah. get even more steals because <clears throat> they watched what South Carolina was able to do. I mean, you know they're you know, foaming at the mouth thinking about how many steals and how fast they can get out and transition and go. And they just want to run. Like you said, they're really guard heavy. They just want to run. If we can limit that, and we like to run too, but we also have to be able, because we're not we're not going to be better than them at running the floor, we've got to know when to slow the game down and try to give us a break. If we were, if we could run better than them, I'd say let's get out and transition and make them slow down. But we can't. So we're going to have to slow the yeah, game down. Yeah, because we have no depth. Yeah, we're going to have to slow the game down. We're going to have to try to take advantage of um, their lack of size. Fulgerson is going to need another good offensive game from him. Um, Urosh, however many minutes you get, however much time you get, we're going to need a good game from you. Make the most of it. Yeah. Um, I, I did have this written down. I, I think if you take Anthony Edwards, if you prevent him from hurting you, you you hold him to around 10 points. I think you win the game. Yeah. And, and Josiah, Josiah Jordan-James is kind of an underrated <clears throat> Defender, I mean, he's a freshman, but yeah. a very underrated defender that's able to create steals and blocks. I imagine he'll be, um, unless Jordan, if Jordan Bowden does start tomorrow night, which I don't know with Rick Barnes' comments Saturday, who knows where he, where he stands in the starting lineup. Um, I would imagine it, it may be a freshman garden, which Edwards is a freshman, so that works out. Yeah. But he's a really, really quick guy that can get around guards and go to the hole. But A.J. Lawson did not have a field goal against us, and that was South Carolina's best player. So I don't know if we're taking the Jeremy Pruitt approach where we just take away every team's um, biggest advantage. You're going to have to beat us with your whole team, not just your number one guy. Right. We're we're definitely going to take that away from you. But Hammonds is is their big man. Like you said, he was 6'9". So it looks like we have size on him now. Yeah. When when we first did some show prep for this, we did not think so. But now – um, with Urosh being eligible, finally, you have some you have some size. He averages eight point seven rebounds per game. Not ideal for us, giving up so many offensive rebounds on the other end. But that's that's another thing that we've got to limit tomorrow is is they don't shoot. They shoot like us. Yep. Uh, it's it's a very low percentage. I think they're right at on the season like forty one percent now, and so we can't give them more opportunities. Mm-hmm. That that can't be you know, what our Achilles heel is in, in this game. Because if you limit those opportunities, all of a sudden you've given yourself, even if you're shooting poorly, if you don't give them second chance opportunities, you've given yourself a chance. You've, you put that in play. But if you're shooting poorly and you give them plenty of second chance opportunities, you're probably, I mean, you may get lucky like South Carolina and maybe, you know, Edwards isn't playing well. Like uh, you mentioned, A.J. Lawson didn't have a field goal. I mean, you may get lucky and that may be the case, but don't bank on that. Take care of business on the off, on the defensive end. Clean up the boards. Hopefully, Urosh helps that. Hopefully, we just rebound better as a team. And if you take care of those things, you put yourself in the game. Yeah. And with Urosh, I think it gives us 
I don't think anybody disagrees that it, we're definitely a better team with him. You know, mm-hmm. it can't hurt having a seven footer in the game, right. but he's also a guy that can run. He's yeah. not just like dead weight in the post. He's not just going to stand there. He he can he can get out in transition if he needs to. He can also shoot. Interesting. Can I mean, he? we haven't really seen him in like a year and a half, but in high school he was shooting threes. So I think it's somebody unlike Fulgerson who can only shoot in the paint. If it's a 15-footer on the baseline, I feel like he takes that shot. And maybe that that makes a Georgia defender step out, and that opens up the lane for some guys to just go to the hole. Right. I mean, I, I we critique this team for not going to the hole, but maybe it's because we don't have post players that are able to shoot outside of it. I mean, that definitely hurts you. Yeah. It doesn't open up the lane a lot. No. So, so maybe that open, opens up the lane, opens up the hole – Maybe we get some easy baskets, um, but I definitely think with Urush being eligible, this helps this team tremendously. I, yeah, and and you said it; it makes us better. Don't to be determined how much better, right? To be determined how much better, but it can't hurt to have a seven footer. I didn't. I guess I haven't watched his highlights. I guess because I didn't know he could shoot. Yeah, um, but he can move. He's he's a more he's more agile than most seven footers. I, um, I would say he's more agile than Zach Ken or he's every bit as Fulgerson. Yeah, and Fulgerson's. Maybe he's not as goofy as Fulgerson. Um, Fulgerson has the ability to go baby giraffe at any moment. Um, maybe <laughs> he's, he's gonna get some floor time. Yeah, maybe maybe uh, Urosh is a full grown giraffe. That's my hope. You remember those guys in like middle school? The I think a lot of girls did this too, but they wore like knee pads. Yeah, and stuff. I feel like Fulgerson is, is a ooh. Uh oh. We should go out. No, we're good. Oh, power power flickered on us though. Oh, is the storm rolling in? Hope not. God, that storm this morning was ridiculous. If it goes out, good news, we might have went out. We did go out. Oh. We're recording, though. That's the good news. Okay. So, if you're listening to this podcast tomorrow, here. you're in with us, but just know that the live episode went. Um, give me a second. I am going to tweet out that we went dark for a second. Um, Dang it. But, I but forgot to pay that power bill. When the Spotify <laughs> kicks back on, we'll, we'll be back. Um if it does, if this internet kicks back on, hopefully it does. Um, where are we at now? Still in the UGA game, but I don't know what we're talking about. Yeah, we're, I mean, they don't have a lot of impressive like, like they don't have a they don't. I mean, we we said they weren't shooting well, but they don't have hardly anybody that's scoring. No, it's basically just Anthony Edwards with eighteen point seven points yeah. per game, and then Hammonds averaged thirteen point six. That's dang half their points. Yeah. So they're struggling. They're they're struggling just about like us. I mean, they they are ten and five. We're ten and five, right? And, that right? and I think that I don't know this for sure, but looking at their schedule, I feel like this game for them would be a kind of sit back and relax kind of game because they've had to play like you said, Memphis, Kentucky, Auburn, all back to back to back. So right. you're looking like, oh, we just had to get to Tennessee and we're good. I feel like that's that's what that like kind of during football season. You get that gauntlet, and you finally get to South Carolina. And you're like, ah, right, we're we're to South Carolina. We're good. And we freak out when it's a close game. Yeah, except for this year, <laughs> broke that curse. Um, but yeah, I mean, this we could catch them on their heels. It is a home game for them, so that's going to be difficult for this team. We haven't really seen them go on the road besides Missouri, which I don't know is Missouri a good win because they blew I mean, out Florida. It's got to be a decent win now, right? I guess it was. That was so weird. No, because I, I was like Missouri's bad, and then they just blow out Florida. I mean, I know they had a great day from three, but 
But still. Yeah. I mean, Missouri's not a good basketball. I said it. If they were a good basketball team, they would have beat us. Because yep. we did not play well. No, we did not. At all. At all. I'm, I'm working on getting us back up. Sorry if you're listening to the podcast and it sounds dead. We're, we're, we're working on it. Um, you have a, I mean, do you have a prediction for the, do you think we beat Georgia? Do you think we lose? What's your, do you have any thoughts? That's uh, tough. I feel like every, every game in the SEC, besides like ones against Florida or not Florida, um, Auburn and Kentucky are going to be kind of 50, 50. Right. Um, I, Urush gives us a boost and we win. How about that? I like that. I'll, uh, I think it'll be close. I'll buy in. I think we win. I think we win by three. Okay. That's, I, I mean, think it'll that's... be a close game. I think their inability to shoot hurts them worse than us because I think we have more shooters. Like, we have more shooters than them. So, you have guys like Viscoe who can shoot. Pons has been in a little bit of a slump lately. Mm-hmm. He didn't hit a field goal the other day, right? I don't think so. Um, no. Because Bowden and him were like one for 24. Josiah yeah. Jordan James has only improved every day. Bowden could literally heat up at any moment right now. I mean, seriously. Yeah. Um. So that's a guy. So I think I think uh, our ability to shoot um, hurts them, and I, I think what I like what you said about Rush. I think we get a big enough boost from him to because I don't. If they win, it wouldn't be big. So I think we if we have twenty one turnovers and shoot the way we did against um, South Carolina, there's no way in hell we win this game. No, no, absolutely not. No, we probably lose by twenty five. That's yeah. the case. Yep. So hopefully something improves. I, I look for Viscovi to improve as well. God, I hope it's not ugly. I'm tired of watching ugly basketball. No, I'm with you. I'm with you. I might just turn it off. I got Call of Duty to play if it's that ugly. Um, Are we back? Do what now? Are we back? I'm I'm still working on it. Okay. The Wi-Fi's showing. Are you connected? It's showing, but it's not letting me connect right now. Yeah, I'm trying to connect. You might need to run out there and flip the the breaker. Flip the modem back on and off. (laughs) Am I connected? I'm connected. I'm back. Uh, it's going to take – you're probably uh, trailing if you're wondering what's happening. Uh, I think it'll delay, so I think it'll catch up. So you may have already heard exactly what we, all, what we just said about Georgia. But if you didn't, again, you can hear it on the podcast tomorrow. So it'll be, it'll be there. Uh, we, we, we picked were, us to win. How about that? Yeah, we were recording. Um, let's talk about Vanderbilt briefly. What you said about them was very true. They're a bad basketball team. Um, and then um, – you don't pronounce his name Naismith, right? It's spelled Naismith. Or is it Naismith? Uh, I feel like I remember last year thinking it was Naismith, and then we got into the game, and it was announced differently. Naismith? Maybe. I don't know. But he's out for the game, right? Yeah, he's done. For the season? I think they were thinking thinking season, but they were not connected. I thought I was. I'm back. You're back? I'm struggling. Um, But, I mean, if he's out, he's their only hope. I mean, he's averaging like 20 points a game. Yeah, he was, he was literally their only hope, and if he's gone, they're they're done. They, I mean, have they won a conference game yet? Because I hope so. Yeah, I hope not, they have too. Cause... If not, they may be staring down a. It might be Neesmith. They may be staring down a, you know, staring down the tunnel. Of yeah, it's Neesmith. You're right. Uh, they have not won a conference game. Oh no, boys! They play Arkansas. I feel for them a little bit. They play Arkansas tomorrow, so hopefully that's a that's a win for them. Mm. I don't know. Arkansas's two and one in the conference. They're thirteen and two overall, so they will not beat Arkansas. <laughs> yeah, that's that's unfortunate. We need every win we can get to to scrape by to get to a 
to the tournament. Yes, we absolutely do. Yeah, Neesmith was averaging 23 points a game. Wow. Yeah, no, they're going to struggle without him. Yeah, he's likely to miss the rest of the season. Well, sorry. Sorry, Vanderbilt. So we're back? Yeah, we're we're 100% back now. Sorry, Vanderbilt. You may, uh, yeah, you may be staring down the the depths of a another winless SEC schedule. Sorry, not sorry. Oh my gosh! I mean, I don't, I don't feel bad for them. No. <laughs> they're not. A, they're averaging thirty three rebounds per game. They've lost to Richmond, Tulsa, um, God, who's that? Uh, Liberty. They lost to SMU in overtime. Loyola, Chicago. SMU, Auburn, Texas A&M. They're a terrible basketball team. God, Auburn, they only lost by four, but A&M blew them out by 19. Yeah, they're not very good whatsoever. Neath Smith's only not led in four games this year. Been the leading scorer. Wow. Let's see, one, two, three, four, five, because he didn't play A&M. So, five. They allow 73 points per game, which is 277th in the country. Yeah, they're a bad, they're a bad basketball team. If Can't we don't, rebound either. If we don't win that game on Saturday, I'll, you can just have my – you can give away my ticket for the rest of the year. Okay, that's true. <laughs> if we don't win that game. Especially with Urosh eligible. Especially with Urosh eligible. Dude, if like if he's, if he's good, like if he really is good, next year is going to be insane. Yeah. Because that's that's all you're needing. You have the guards coming in. You have some guards here that are able to help. Right. <clears throat> They're going to be young. It's probably going to take some time. But well, I mean, Josiah Jordan James should be fine, and Hogan <coughs> should be fine. Yeah. Like we sh- we really shouldn't miss a beat because Bob, those guys should be starters early on until you know the other two or three catch up. Yeah. So unless they're that good, if they're that good, then they're that good, and we're good. I. I- I read something today where, um, so, I mean, we're kind of playing this now where we play kind of four guards. Right. I mean, Pons, I guess he's a post player on defense, but on offense, he's a guard. Right, right. So, I feel like we're going to be playing a lot of small ball with those guards, with Josiah Jordan-James, um, Jaden Springer, Keon Johnson. Keon Johnson and Jaden Springer, if they're healthy and on this team right now, they would be starting. They would start for this team probably their junior year of high school. Uh, yeah, probably so. Especially the way Bowden's playing. Yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah. I'd... I mean, it's going to be a wild ride if if Urosh is. If Urosh is good, just make it to the tournament and then help's coming next year. Yeah. But you have to make it to the tournament if Urosh is any kind of good. I think you have to make it to the tournament now that he's eligible. Ooh. Barnes is making a lot of money to be sitting out of the NCAA tournament. That's true. You did lose your best player, though, so that's hard. But, I mean, five million a year, you better find a way to make it in. There's 64 teams. You better be one of them. What if you go win the NIT? Nope. No? The NIT is meaningless. But you win that, or you get put out in the first round of the tournament. I'd rather play in the NCAA tournament. Personally. It's like, it's like, would you rather get beaten in the semifinal of a college football playoff or play in the Sugar Bowl? I'd rather get beaten the first round of the college football playoff. That's probably true. I don't know. I mean, I gave you a way better game than the NIT. 
Like the the New Year's Six are way better than the NIT. The New Year's Six would be like making it to the Sweet Sixteen. I feel like somewhere in there. Yeah, really, probably the Elite Eight because you're in the but top not, ten. But it's sixty four teams, so it's not like four teams. Like you're either one of the best four or you're right, right. But the I NIT, you're out of the top sixty four. That's well, true. Not really the top sixty four, but. Because the basketball basketball is a little bit different. Like, yeah. there's a lot of SEC teams that are or ACC teams that may be better than those bubble. And then you you know you have automatic bids from the uh, conference USA. I mean, I guess the, the worst we could be is probably a 12. They're not going to put us as a 16 seed, right? So yeah, you're you're probably right. I'd rather probably play in the NCAA tournament. If I was like a 15, 16 seed playing Kansas, yeah, Louisville, yeah, I'd probably rather be. I'd probably That's try fair, to, but yeah, the, I'd I probably try to go win some games elsewhere. Yeah, but the end, yeah. I mean, I don't know. Maybe just don't accept any of the bids in that case. I just want to win. <laughs> like, I, I don't, I don't want to go in and lose. If I make the tournament, like, I, I want to win. Hey, once you make it to the tournament, win anything can happen. That's true. 50-50, That's baby. True. It's 50-50. I mean, Colgate almost beat us last year. Yeah, see? See? Don't pick us. <laughs> don't pick us. Pick us next Please year. Please don't pick us. Pick us next year. <laughs> yeah. Um... Yeah, no, I, I'm excited now for. I mean, I was already kind of excited for tomorrow night because I just. I mean, I'm waiting. I feel like this team's gotta. Like once you hit rock bottom, there's nowhere to go, and I feel like we've hit pretty close to bottom for this team. So at some point, we've got to start trending yeah. in the right direction. Yeah, I mean, I just think it's great for Urosh just because like he's been dying to play. Like oh, yeah, he's he put would. he's put on Twitter. You can see him anytime a timeout. He's the first one yeah. off the bench. And I could be wrong about this, and I don't think anybody really has a complete answer. I think he would have lost a year of eligibility because yeah, he would have. of the red shirt. Like, I he think there was a, an appeal process where he could have potentially gotten it back, but all signs pointed to him only having three years. So now he at least gets three and a half years. So that's good. Yeah. Because he lost his red shirt last year at Arizona State. Mm-hmm. So that's good. Yeah. I mean, whether he's good or not, at least he gets the opportunity to play, and that's good for him. Right. So, um, we are about to talk about the 2020 football season, which I think you all are maybe upset with me, but it's fun. Um, before we do that, I'm going to tell you guys about our friends at 865 Axe Throwing. It's a one-of-a-kind experience. It's perfect for date nights, birthdays, anniversaries, friends night out, wedding parties, corporate team building events, 865 Axe Throwing, where locals hang out. They're the first axe throwing range in Knox County and the only outdoor range in the area. They have friendly and knowledgeable axe coaches that can teach anyone how to throw confidently and safely. Once you stick your first axe, you will be hooked. It's located only 15 minutes from downtown. Their atmosphere can't be beat. Throw axes, play Won't cornhole. Tabletop checkers, mega jinga, or just hang out by the fire. They are family friendly, farm fun. Go check them out, guys, on Facebook and Twitter. You can book a session online if you'd like before you go in. Um, if you do book a session, you get five dollars off if you use the promo code. More important issues at check in. Go check them out at a six five axe throwing. We're gonna try to make it down this weekend. I don't know if Friday, Saturday, I think it's supposed to rain. I think it's been bad weather all weekend, so we'll just have to dance around it. I reckon. Be I'm fun. excited. I'm ready to throw some axes. Maybe be better at everybody at throwing axes. Wear uh, closed-toed shoes. Yes. Always. Is, uh, what was I saying? Dude, what about that storm? I'm looking at the weather right now. What about that storm to see about this weekend? What about that storm this morning? Yeah, dude, it, like, shook my whole house. I was going to, like, so I woke up at 6 o'clock before the storm, I guess, really started. And I was going to go work out. And I was like, and then it started piss-pouring rain. I was like, I'm not getting in my car right now until I have to, like, to go work out. Like, I'm not going to go get out in this. Yeah. And then it stopped by the time I had to leave for work. So I was like, all right, this is good. 
Listen, I, I made the smart decision, I think. Oh, it yeah. was it was nasty. It was. I, and I don't know how I really don't know how anybody like slept through it. Because like you said, like it shook your whole house. Like I was awake while it happened and it was loud. Yeah, we um So this morning I, I woke up to it and I look over and my dog's bed is like right next to my side of the bed. And I look over and her head is completely under the bed. Like she is scared to death. Yeah, I'm with her. I was pretty scared. I was pretty scared. Scared to death. I about cried. And it rained all the way to work. It was all. Did it? All the way. Like piss poured. It wasn't like a drizzle. It was, it piss poured all the way to work. Right. 2020 season. Yeah. We talked about it a little bit. First, I want to say baseball season is officially, officially starts one month from the day. Yeah. Excited. We got to get Tony Vitello back on soon. Yeah. We got to do that. Not back on. Sorry. We've, we had Chad Zerker on. We'll get Tony Vitello on on for the first time. So the the baseball guy is back on. You get it. Yep. Um, but yeah, we, we will talk, we will be starting talking about baseball soon. Um, really bringing that in, uh, really excited to, to see kind of them, uh, get off this momentum. Yeah. Like where, where does, where does it go? Where, where do you build on from, from last year? Right. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm super excited. You got a top five recruiting class coming in here. Um, some of the biggest recruits you've ever gotten at the university of Tennessee right in here. So, We'll see kind of where their development goes and and where this team heads. You know, I, I looked at the top twenty five, the preseason top twenty five. There's I think nine SEC teams in the top twenty five. Oh wow! So I mean, it's just gonna be another one of those years in the yep. SEC, right? So if you Love go five hundred in the SEC, you're gonna be ranked in the top right. twenty five. Right. It's wild. That's nice, at least. That's nice. Go SEC. Go dogs. <laughs> 2020 football season. Ah, this is man. It feels very similar to the 2019 season, like before the 2019 season, in terms of like I feel like our floor and our ceiling are not far apart. Yeah, like I feel like our floor is going to be seven or eight wins, and then our ceiling is like nine regular season wins, ten with a bowl win. Yeah, I mean, if you have a great year, obviously you're going to be better than that, but it's going to take a great year. Like I don't think a good year you could really get better than like nine wins. Yeah, I'm thinking nine and three, eight and four. Yeah. And that's <clears> – <throat> I don't know what Oklahoma does. Like, yeah, that game is just a weird game to me because they lose Jalen Hurts. You know, that was kind of their whole offense. They lose um, Hollywood Brown um, – or not Hollywood Brown, CeeDee Lamb, sorry. Hollywood Brown was the year before that. And they lose their, their big linebacker as well. So, I don't know where that team's going to go. Is Spencer yeah. Rattler the answer? Is he the next QB at QBU? I have no clue. Uh, I mean, he. the good news about him is he's undersized and he hadn't played a snap of college football yet. I, I like to think that our defense is going to be prepared for that. Right, and and that's the good news about – so if you look back at our trip in 2000 uh, – that would have been thir- 14? Mm-hmm. 2014 there. That's Butch Jones' second year, and we just – we looking back, we know the kind of program Butch Jones had in terms of, like, physicality and what – Just couldn't finish. No, nah, and, and then, like, what was – how we, you know, prepared – Whereas now I feel like we're more of an SEC style team, we're physical, and that gives that's going to give Oklahoma fits. Yeah. Now Oklahoma is going to be able to do what Oklahoma does offensively, but you can create you can create fits, and hopefully our offense is better and can attack Oklahoma's defense this time around. And that physicality just wears on a team. Yeah, and if you wear on them for four quarters, they'll probably lay down and quit. Right, and 
So, I mean, Oklahoma, I'm with you. I don't know how to feel about it. It's in Norman. I might feel better if it's in Neyland. Yeah. Um, but it being in, you know, you got to travel to Norman. It's your second game. So, let's say, you know, we talk, we, we've talked about the biggest issues of 2020. The, the biggest one right now is quarterback. Yeah. And if you do have a – if you have Garantano, well, you know what you're getting. So, that's just, you know, you know what you're getting. And if you have Harrison Bailey, he might have had a good game against Charlotte the week before. But he's stepping into a hostile environment as a freshman, true freshman quarterback. And playing a, you know, say what you will about Oklahoma's defense, but they're going to be more stout than Charlotte's, and they're going to create problems. Yeah. And, you know, that that's just, that's a lot of question marks. And then we talk about the physicality on defense, but another big question mark about this team is what's your defensive line going to be? So how much, how physical can you be? And we saw what the defensive line was in the beginning of the year this year. Do we revert back to that? Do we keep improving? It's tough to say because you're bringing in so many young guys that aren't going to, that didn't get the experience of this year, that don't have a year under the belt, that don't have a spring under the belt, that, you know, it could be problems. Again, I feel decent about this 2020 football season, but those two big question marks are two very, very important question marks. Yeah, I mean, quarterback and pass rusher. Those, like, look at this year for the NFL draft. Joe Burrow and Chase Young are probably going to go one and two. Look at the game last night. Yeah, Clemson stayed in it because of their pass rush. Yeah, and then LSU, or LSU pulled away because of their ability at quarterback. <laughs> and that's our biggest question marks with Darrell Taylor gone. Who steps in and and is that you know stout outside linebacker who's able to get pressure? Are you able to get any pressure on the other side? You know who who's going to step up because you really didn't have anybody besides Darrell Taylor. You had Kevon Bennett who had a great season. I'm not going to take anything away from that. But is is he able to? get the production that Darrell Taylor did. Right. And who's going to be opposite of him? Is it going to be a freshman? Is it going to be Morvin Joseph who looks the part? Right. Can he come in and compete for the job? Is it DeAndre Johnson who had a pretty good game against Indiana, but didn't really see much in in the last part of or the, the early part of the season? Is it going to be Roman Harrison, somebody who has a lot of upside, but just the, the football aspect, just playing a whole new position in college, just kind of – was overwhelming for him. Right. I don't know. I mean, I, I, it looks like Krause is going to go back to inside linebacker, which I think that's best for him. It's probably best for him and probably best for the team right now. Yeah. So, like, the, where we need him. Right. Now, so. But, yeah, I mean, th- those spots are wide open. That's – I think if Morvin Joseph, I think if he was an early enrollee, I would put him down as a starter. But right. him coming in the spring, there's so – and Henry Toa and Darnell Rott didn't come in. And they weren't early enrollees. But they also were top-notch athletes right. in the country. Um, so, yeah, there's, there's a lot of question marks, and that's that's one of the positions I'm interested to see come this spring to see who emerges. Right. No, absolutely. And the quarterback room is obvious going to be – question mark. And there's a lot of quarterbacks. I didn't realize how many quarterbacks we have, but there's going to be – that quarterback room is going to be full. And, I mean, some guys are going to get a shot because that's a big question. Yeah. And everything we've heard is – Jeremy Pruitt is ready to give it give it to someone who wants to take over. Right. So go get it. Yeah, it's time for someone to go earn it. Um, I mean, I also think the schedule's favorable. I like where Georgia's at on the schedule. I like where uh, we get a Missouri, bye week before Alabama, Missouri, and Alabama are on the schedule, and then you get another, you know, nice SEC West rotating opponent with Arkansas. Yeah. You don't get the you don't get the LSU or the Auburn or the um trying to think who else i mean i guess no one else i'd hate to play right now those really the only three mm-hmm. we get alabama so yeah that's just the way it goes 
Um, but I mean, Ole Miss, Mississippi State, Arkansas, all those guys have new, new coaches. Line them up right now. They, they still got to prove themselves. All the all three of those coaches have got to prove themselves. So line them. Yeah, up. and Sam Pittman's a first time head coach. Yeah, like that's. So I feel like we fell. You're going to take your lumps, especially at a place like Arkansas. You're going to take your lumps in your first year. Right. Hopefully that we're one of them. Right. Absolutely. Um, do you want to do a too way too early prediction? You want to go game by game, win loss? Um, that's fine. I, I was going to ask you, um, what are some positions that you're kind of interested in in seeing this spring? Um, this spring, what I'm interested in, Whew. stuff in the spring. I mean, that, just definitely 2020 outside year? linebacker and quarterback, but uh, yeah. anymore. Uh, I mean, just looking at the 2020 season, one position I'm very interested to see is wide receiver because mm-hmm. I think you have a ton of talent, but the only person there that's like gonna be a starter for sure come charlotte is uh josh palmer yeah and may, maybe brandon john you might be able to throw brandon johnson in that mix but other than that several positions a lot of reps to be had there taken by who knows yeah uh, is it is it d'angelo gibbs is he the star that everybody says he was in practice this year right is ramel keaton able to take that next step i think he'll get for right now, if I was going to bet, I would probably put Keaton as the number two wide receiver. Right Pro- now. Probably so. And he, he got two. I think he started twice in the Indiana game, so mm-hmm. you start seeing him targeted more. So, that's, I mean, that's a guy. He's got the size and speed. He, he was the one that came in for when Juwan was out. Yeah, so he's got he's got the size and speed. He's got that ability. Um, but, I mean, it's pretty wild. I'm just curious because I think we have a lot of talent there. But I also think – I don't think it's as big of a question mark as quarterback because I think the talent's already on campus. But it's a question mark in terms of who play, who starts, yeah. So and who plays, who gets the most reps. So I, I I'm I like like I, I like the curiosity of that position because I think the talent's there. So I'm I'm just curious to see who kind of takes it by the reins and goes. Yeah, and I'm I'm kind of with you on that one for for mine. I would say the offensive line because, mm-hmm. like you said, the talent is on campus. Who's going to be your five? Right. And I, I think we have kind of a good idea who is who it's going to be. You don't know about Cade Mays. Trey Smith, you know, you think he's going to be able to play, but it's not a for sure thing. Yeah, right. Um, don't know, right? Is he able to? Who starts at right? Or yeah, who starts at right tackle? Is it Darnell Wright? Does he play guard? Um, if Cade Mays isn't, you know, I, th- there's so many combinations that you can kind of throw out there. But who is the five come that game against Charlotte? Right. Is who uh, is really who I want to know. And and is Cade Mays, is he like – I think just him being at Georgia, we can all agree, is he that good? Could a freshman emerge? I don't think it's out of their own possibilities to say that – Or a richer freshman emerge. Right, that, that a guy we haven't seen yet emerges as a starter on the offensive line. Especially you mentioned guys like Trey Smith who you just don't know yet because he's he's week by week, day by day. Mm-hmm. Um, Darnell – or uh, Darnell Wright, like – I mean, just day by – I mean, not he's not day by day, but, I mean, he's not – he didn't shore up necessarily. Mm. So, yeah, I mean, I think there's there's enough questions that it's going to be an interesting spring and probably right. fall camp too. And with it being so physical, and I think with the question marks at quarterback, you're going to have – you're going to run the football. Like, that's, that's what Jim Chaney is probably going to try to do is run the football. You have question marks at receiver also. So, you're going to try to run the football with this offensive line and Eric Gray. And, you know – with it being so physical in the SEC, 
there's going to be injuries. They're yeah. they're just going to happen. Like right. p- people are going to get banged up over the course of the season. So you have it, it seems like you have some depth behind those guys where you really haven't had that. That's what I was about to say. I think we we've, we've done our due diligence, and Jeremy Pruitt and staff has done his due diligence of padding that, padding the the depth on the offensive line, which is probably where it's most needed. I think there's some questions about depth in certain certain areas. Uh, linebackers probably one of those. Again, young. The good news is you you have brought in more bodies, but it's young. So you just mm-hmm. don't know yet, um, but I feel like offensive line you you've brought in a lot more depth. Yep. the past two seasons, so I, I feel really confident about about those. But I, I think we're just like there's so many like good things going around campus. We're on a six game win streak with football, second yep. highest in the power in the five. country. Power or, five. Okay, second highest because I think Air Force is at seven or eight. And then there's like two other. I think Notre Dame's at six, and someone else. Is at six. Notre Dame is at six. Yeah, there's another school that was at six too. Okay, but Power Five. We I'll are the, we aren't the only FBS, but we are the only Power Five. Okay, the second longest Power Five streak. I'll take that. Right. You have to start somewhere. Keep building. Yeah. LSU had to start somewhere, and we got to start somewhere. Dude, that looks so fun. Oh my god, I would love. I don't think I would be alive. Could you imagine New Orleans after that? I would have like. Could I you don't. Ma- could you imagine having to clean up New Orleans after that? Oh god! I mean, it, first off, it, I can't make that joke. <laughs> first off, it never gets clean. Um, That's true. I almost made a really bad joke, uh, but I don't have the comedian past to do that. Um, <laughs> second off, um, yeah, I don't think like I'd want to like like we'd obviously tailgate, but like I wouldn't drink like I do most games. You'd be I'd too want, nervous. I'm nervous, but like it's a national championship. Like I want to remember everything about it. Okay. Like. Every bit of it. Then after, after, after that, that <laughs> after is a complete <laughs> After I'm probably getting picked up off the streets of New Orleans and carried carried back home. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I agree. It looks like so much fun. I was I was trying to think of a way to do our jumbotron for that. Maybe that's for another day. Because um, like, what would be? I guess let's talk about it. I guess Nashville's a, the closest thing. It wouldn't be any like New Orleans and LSU fans are something totally different. Yeah, but yeah. I guess Nashville and Tennessee fans would be the closest thing. I guess. I mean, I feel like that's a, that's Atlanta maybe because it's pretty close to and it's you know probably I'd say there's a ton of a big alumni presence down there. But but the thing is with that you're probably playing a team in the South too. It's just so, as close to yeah. Atlanta, so yeah. I feel like Nashville is probably and that's a good thing about Knoxville. Like, well, not so much like where the college football playoff games are, but I, like <clears throat> Knoxville is relatively close to everything on the east coast yeah like relatively close um any major city uh so yeah i mean that makes it easier for vol, vol fans to try i think next year it's in miami is that right it's in miami i looked it up i, I remember looking it up just to be like I, I like i jokingly said something about booking my ticket when we did something good maybe mm-hmm. going to be in indiana i don't know um it might be miami can't remember miami would be a fun city to to do that in oh god that'd be wild that'd be awesome um, would not be. I, I think Nashville. Uh, they need to figure. Out, Nashville needs to build a dome and start bidding for the college football playoff, and so we can do that. Yeah, that's what needs to happen. It'd be fun. Uh, speaking of the national championship, let's talk about the game. Like I said, I mean, I don't think you could ask for a better game to end the season on. And we talked about Clemson's defense. Did not think they would be able to do that, but they also kind of just like gave up. Their their secondary played well, but they also like dared them to throw the ball quick. And yeah, I didn't understand that. And I guess worked. I guess <laughs> it was effective. Right until the end. Yeah, I mean they just they lost 
they they lost steam. They didn't have enough. Oh yeah. Enough I mean, LSU just had way too much for anybody to compete yeah. with this year. Yeah, and then you know <coughs> they did a they did a pretty good job attacking LSU's defense, but once it got time that they had to be a little bit more desperate, mm-hmm. they struggled. So I it Joe Burrow is first off he's got to be one of the most calm quarterbacks in the world. Oh yeah. Uh the hit he took right there at the end of the half to sit in there. First off, his wide receivers or tight end was butt naked open. Oh yeah. I mean, the dude had time to when he threw it everybody's like oh. turn himself around. And then they're like what? I don't know what, what I don't know why that DB was looking in the backfield. If he's not looking yeah. in the backfield, it's at least broken up. They're yeah. kicking a field goal. Um but yeah, no, I mean just a and a lot of people were saying that LSU should have been running the ball, but like the times they trod, they could not get anything going. They rushed for 165 yards. Oh, they got it going in the second half. But, yeah. And I'd say, like, I'd say close to 60 of those yards came when they were just trying to really, really, you know, get some sustained drives going. And Yeah, Joe, Joe Burrow had 58 rushing yards. Yeah. He did it. He did a really good job getting out of the pocket when, when it, you know, either when they couldn't throw the ball downfield or the pocket collapsed, which I, he's a magician, too. Yeah. Like, how he's able to get out of some of the tackles he is able to get out of <laughs> is insane. I think what happened with Clemson is they haven't had to play a secondary like LSU's. Oh no, I mean that secondary definitely wreaks some havoc and because they they don't those corners they don't just come up and and jam you like Ohio State's did. They let they let them come to them because yeah. they're just as athletic as those receivers. Right. Derek Stingley is one of the he's going to be one of the highest paid cornerbacks in the NFL one day. Yeah, with that, I mean, what that – sick. What LSU secondary was able to do was – I mean, to, the, against guys like, you know, T. Higgins, uh, John Ross, and Amari Rodgers, I mean, that's not an easy no. wide receiver core to play against. And they, they were able to do quite a bit. And, I mean, I'd said – I mean, first off, what in the world were the referees doing in the first half with yeah, pass it, interference? It was bad. Like, it, it, and you knew – like, the problem was in the first half, they couldn't fix it because in the second half, if you try to start calling it, it's like, well, you let that go in the first half. It's consistency, and like it's just it blew my mind how bad it was. And offensive, too. And I and then they call that one LSU had that interception, and they called that pass interference. I mean, that doesn't even get looked at in the first half. No. Like, that dude doesn't even think about calling that. It's yeah, crazy. There, there was definitely some questionable calls, but I think the – I mean, the outcome was definitely – Probably how it should have been. Right, but it, it it was like it didn't the I wouldn't say the officials had an impact on who won or lost. No, no, because I, I think even but if, if Clemson I, wants to argue about any of those calls, I'm like, look at when Sean Wade got thrown out of the Ohio, Ohio State game, yeah, y'all oh, went down yeah. and scored like that had an impact on the on the game. Oh, absolutely, and I mean, even did you hear the referee in the booth what he said about the T Higgins touchdown? Dude, he's a moron. Like, that makes zero sense. So, T. Higgins should have just not gone for the ball? He got grabbed? Well, What's he supposed to do? So, what he said is, he said that it was the um, defensive guy. Have I not been plugged in at all? No, he said, the, he said that because T. Higgins won the battle, you call it on him. I, d- I did hear that, but before that, he said, I would have called it defensive pass interference because the, um, the, the defensive guy... Tugged first. I mean, he initiated contact. I don't know yeah, if he tugged, but he initiated yeah, but contact. It, it was it was it was fighting until T. Higgins at the very end used the guy's momentum against him and grabbed him and pulled him. Yeah, and, that's not offense pass interference. That's both ways. They're both they both had both hands on him. I mean, right. But if you if you grab him and pull him backwards, that's 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 an easy call. 
Right, but if you go, if I, if so, T Higgins stops, and the dude comes and grabs T Higgins. He's just supposed to like no, no. no I'm saying like like play. They were both. They both had hands on each other. But at the very end, he like you right. see where he grabs. But my point is and, and pulls. My him point down. is T Higgins stops because the ball is short. So T Higgins right. stops and the dude jams T Higgins right there. That's pass interference immediately. Immediately. Yeah. So T Higgins just doesn't try to play the ball. No, I'm not. I'm so not, that's what I'm saying. But they they were. If Trevor Lawrence makes. Hits T. Higgins and strikes oh, yeah. touchdown. But so, my point is, that should have been a no call. Yeah, it, it probably That's was. That's my point. Because both were pulling and grabbing. Because the dude goes and grabs T. Higgins. So, in what the referee's saying is because T. Higgins won the battle. Oh, yeah. I, I disagree with that. I don't... I, don't, I, I just thought it was, it was offensive pass interference. What I saw in the replay of him grabbing his... Right. I think it's a flat because out no they're, call. They're, they're doing like... Hands and chest. And that, that's because they're looking at the ball. But at the very end, he pulls that dude forward so he can go back to the ball. Right. That's where I think he just won the battle. Yeah. I mean, I, so I, think I don't disagree a, with because, that. But like, I mean, everything I've ever heard is if a referee sees two guys with hands on him, you let him play. Like, both guys had opportunities to play. And one, like, I've never heard, because that makes no sense, whoever wins the battle gets the call on. Yeah, that doesn't make any sense whatsoever. I mean, I, I just thought it was a P.I. on... T. Higgins, just for that last part of him grabbing his shoulder and pulling, and somebody was like, "the the DB flopped." I'm like, in that in that amount of time, you don't have time to think. Oh, here's the ball. Let me flop to try to get a pass interference call. No, if you're in position to make a play on the ball, you're going to try to make a play on the ball. You're not going to fall backwards and let a guy have a free shot at the ball, not knowing if the referee is going to throw a flag. Yeah, he probably doesn't flop, but I don't I don't see how you call that on T. Higgins. That's what I can't I can't understand. I understand what you're saying, but I feel like both players, because the defense player initiated contact, so the flag should have popped out right then. You shouldn't even have time for T. Higgins to do that. And if it does, those are offsetting penalties. Again, you throw both flags, they're offsetting penalties, it's a touchdown. Doesn't matter. It stands. Yeah. So, T. Higgins, the T. Higgins should have never had the opportunity to even do that. But once a defense player initiates contact, then it's, at that point, I feel like it's all fair and love and war, and T. Higgins won the battle. He used your momentum against you, but if you weren't against him like that, then he can't have that opportunity to do that. Right, but I mean, he just he's just catching up. Like it's his momentum. I don't think it's it's necessarily right. But I mean, if I run a comeback route, I'm using my momentum against you. You can't grab me and jam me. That's what I'm saying. I think he just he was coming back toward the ball though, like because the ball was underthrown. Right, and the DB grabs him. I don't see. I think it's just like it's just like any jump ball though. You can't. But just, you can't do that. You can't put hands on them in a jump ball situation. DB can't. They do every single time. Right. But you can't. But it's not a PI every single time. You can't. But you can't. When If I start coming back to the ball, you can't just stop me from coming back to the ball. Unless you're playing the ball. And he wasn't playing the ball. He wasn't facing the ball. If he turns his head, the, yeah. The, uh, but he wasn't. He was right. facing Tiggins. Right. So, you, I mean, that's you, you no could have thrown a flag on, on both of them. Or, yeah, like you said. That's what I'm saying. Ball. It's a, just a no. That's what I'm saying. It's So, the referee in the booth goes... Whoever wins that battle, you call it on him. No, it's a no call. Right, but I, I think I don't disagree with the call on the field. I don't disagree with that whatsoever. Well, I, I think it was a really bad call, especially from what you did the whole game. <laughs> like that wasn't consistent with anything you called in the game. And then it was a pi on the defense. If it's pi on the offense, it's pi on the defense, and you didn't call that. See, I, I didn't even have like a a bad taste in my mouth from the pi calls. It was the targeting is what was the worst to me. Well, I mean, the P.I. calls, I was, I mean, at halftime, I go, they can't fix it. Like, what they're going to do is they're going to start calling it stricter. But yeah. now you've lost your consistency. So you have to let them play. 
and they didn't do that. They started. They call that interception. I guarantee you that doesn't get called if he doesn't intercept it. I guarantee it. He probably doesn't. And that's my problem with it all. I guarantee you he doesn't call on T. Higgins if he doesn't catch that ball. But it should have been called regardless. If if that's if the if you're saying it's pi, then you got to go. It's pi regardless. He doesn't call it if T. Higgins catches that touchdown pass. That's my that's all my issues. With the pi call is there's zero consistency. I mean, it definitely looked bad because the the defender was on his stomach and T. Higgins was standing in the end zone with the ball. Yeah, it does look bad once. Yeah, but you can't call it just because he outstrength him or out uses momentum against him. Whatever you know. Right, and I'm not saying that. I'm just saying it looked it looked bad. But like from the replay, it looked like offensive pass interference to me. But I was more upset with the targeting calls. Yeah, I mean, like and, the one with Amari Rodgers, he got absolutely obliterated. And how is he not a defenseless receiver in that scenario? If you're if you're in the air, you're defenseless. I'll say that. I mean, one hundred percent. Unless see, you're ju- unless you're jump trying to jump over somebody, if you do not have the ball, you're jumping for the ball. You're defenseless. See, I I'm using I'm saying it because I'm using it against the NCAA. I don't like the defenseless player rule. I oh, I don't either. Rule. But I feel like if there's ever a time to be defenseless, it's jumping in the air. Yeah. And he got the dude lunged into him. I mean, I don't understand how it's not at least a personal foul. Also, Trevor Lawrence got absolutely obliterated, helmet to helmet. Oh yes, no, and nothing, nothing was looked at, nothing was called, nothing, nothing, nobody in the booth said anything. He got absolutely obliterated, and nothing was called. And the linebacker, don't know how to pronounce his name, led. He led with the crown of his helmet, but he didn't make contact the head or neck area, and and it hit his shoulder. Yeah. He hit with his shoulder, so I don't understand Again, that. targeting is so stupid. And that didn't get called on the field. The linebackers did not get flagged on the field. They checked it out in the booth. Yeah. So that's bullcrap. And, and you threw a kid out of the national championship, which... it For I, a very, very questionable call. Right. It, it's, it was up... It wasn't where everybody was like, yeah, that's targeting. No. Yeah. No, I, I don't see how you called that. Especially bringing it back in the booth. Do like, you think there is a different rule change next year? Uh... How can there not be? You're supposed to be something ran by your member schools. How are the member schools not asking for there to be like a flagrant one, flagrant two, like a basketball? Like, how are they not doing that? Yeah. I mean, the, the personal foul thing would be the easiest thing to do. If you get two, you're gone. Yeah. Because that, I mean, because at least you can like, at least for a minute you can play football and then you got to at least try to rein it in. If you make, even if you make two incidental contacts where you just get unlucky, at least you're given another opportunity. I just hate, they're, they're trying to take out every big hit and it's, it's annoying. Like the one that T Higgins, the block, like that's, he didn't like, and it he, he could have absolutely decleated the guy. And but it he wasn't just, even really a blindside hit. T Higgins kind of had to like run around him to hit him. Yeah. He was like in front of, and again, I don't, that's where I hate the defenseless. Cause the reason that's a foul is cause that defender is classified as defenseless. He is trying to actively tackle a person. How are you defenseless? If you're trying to actively tackle a person that makes a zero sense. To me. Also, why, why are you defenseless? If it's, because if he's looking at T. Higgins, he's not defenseless, right? Or is well, or is he? I mean, yeah. I, I, so is it just because your head is to the left and yeah, somebody's coming it, at your right? It that has something to do with the, with the blondes with the blonde side block, and it's just insanely dumb. It's also like if T. Higgins lead, leads with his hands. So in college, in high school, you have to lead on. You can blonde side block. With, you have to lead with your hands. College, yeah. that's not the rule. You just, I can't remember how it's worded, but it has nothing. So if he leaves with his hands and somehow obliterates a dude, you probably don't if you leave with your hands. Yeah. But does it get called? It probably. Like, if, I mean, it, if it, it's a hard hit. If it's a hard hit, yeah. It's yeah, probably, that's what I'm it, saying. The flag's I mean, probably called and they're reviewing it and it's up to the booth 
discretion, and they're never like you see the the booth is never going to disagree with the call on the field ever. Yeah, that's incredibly stupid. But yeah, I I don't understand the defenseless player rule. But what I really don't understand about the defenseless player rule was how T Higgins got called for that, and Stevens didn't get hit on his call, get, didn't get called on his hit on Amari Rogers. Yep. I mean, first off, and everyone's like it was a bang bang play. No, that ball was well over his head before Stevens ducked his head. Like yep. he could have, he could, he had. I think two steps to pull up. And if this is what kills me about about that, if you wrap up, it's not called. I just I don't yeah. understand why kids do not like. That was the first thing we were taught when we were little is to wrap up. No one wraps up anymore. No, no, never. I mean, that's all. I mean, there was like the 2007 Tennessee team. Was it 2007? I feel like that Tennessee team never wrapped up. I feel like we had the most missed tackles of all time that year. Yeah, I think it was that year. Like everybody wants a big hit, but if you know that. If you know what the referees right. are calling, you got to be smart. About yeah, it. you got to just smart. wrap up. Which, if you wrap up and it's a hard hit, it's not going to get called. Yeah, there's another. I'm trying to remember what other pi. I was really like, how do you call that? Of all things, I don't remember which one it was. But I, d- I did think it was a good game. I mean, the Tigers no, were definitely going to win. Right? Yeah, no, no, it was a it was a great game. Like I was at, at halftime, I was like, I mean, you could not ask for a better game. I was hoping there wouldn't be a questionable call that impacted. It. I don't think there's a questionable call that impact of the game. I think yeah. there were questionable calls, but I don't think any of them had like a direct impact on the right. impact on the game. Um, in fact, I think overall the crew did pretty good. I mean, I, again, I don't, you could argue the, you know, the targeting was bad, but it wasn't an impactful play. Like LSU was probably going to score. They were it wasn't any worse in any game. Right. I mean, and they, and it's, it's not like you mentioned how, um, uh, Ohio State's John thrown, Wade. Yeah. I got thrown out for that. Like that, Gave Clemson momentum. LSU already had momentum, right before he got thrown out. So, um, yeah, that no, it was it was a really good game. Um, I, I mean, I'm curious to see what LSU does next year at quarterback because they don't have anybody behind Joe Burrow right now. Do they go out and get King? I don't know. I mean, I feel like they have to try. <laughs> yeah, but, and does Ohio State have? I mean, Ohio you're, State? you're gonna have to change your. I mean, Joe Brady's leaving to go to the Panthers, yeah. so you're, you're going to lose that. It's, it's going to be a different LSU team. I'm, I think they'll still be good. I think they'll still be in contentions to make a playoff run, but it's going to be a lot different because King is nowhere near no, no. the passer that Joe Burrow is. I mean, Joe Burrow had one of the, he had probably the greatest. He had the season. he had the greatest single season of any quarterback of yeah. college football history. Any of all time. I mean, he was he was incredible. And a lot of people were like, "Is this the best?" It is statistically, but is it the best season? Oh, absolutely. You think so? Absolutely. The teams he had to beat. I mean, there are, there are quarterbacks who've had a great year. There are teams who've had a great year. But the teams that they had to beat along the way, the thing, I, I mean. They had to beat seven top ten teams. Yeah. yeah. I mean, they, it's the, I think it's the single greatest, at least in the modern era, the single greatest season. of. of yeah, I think the only one that you can put up there and is Cam Newton just because he didn't have the weapons Joe Burrow did. No, he didn't have the weapon. But I also feel like if they play in the playoff, I don't know if Auburn wins the national championship. That's why I say Oh, that. if these two, if LSU and – No, no, no. Like if Auburn had to win two games to win oh, okay. it in the yeah, postseason. I get what you're saying. Because like Oregon that year was all right, but like they weren't as good as Clemson. No. They weren't as good as Ohio State. No. Like that – like Auburn, and it's one of the things. I mean, to to be a national championship team, you do have to get a little bit lucky. Like it, it luck has to be on your side. Yeah, I mean, look at and when Nick Marshall and stuff was at Auburn. Yeah, you you have to you have to be lucky. But I feel like Auburn got lucky that year in terms of how their season laid out. 
Yeah. So, Whereas, I, don't, I don't disagree. And I think LSU's had some luck along the way, but they've also just beaten teams. Yeah. Because you made seven top ten teams. I don't know how many Auburn. I mean, we can look at it, but I don't. they did not have to play seven. No, and no way. And LSU wasn't as good that year. Um, Alabama, I mean, they were Alabama, but, I mean, LSU had to play a better Alabama team, I'm sure. I'm trying to remember who Alabama had in 2000, what was that, 11? Yeah, I don't remember either. So, but yeah, I mean, th- those two were definitely... Again, what you said about that, Cam Newton not having the weapons is definitely true, but I think he also had an easier road to a national right. championship than... Yep. The West wasn't probably as good in 2011. I mean, the, they were the West. They were good. Oh, they did have to play Clemson, but they... Wait, that was the 2000... So, that would have been 2010, not 2011. Oh, it was 2011 championship, but... But I, I thought LSU did a great job of kind of limiting Clemson to big plays. Oh, yeah. That's kind of what Clemson lived on all year long, and they just weren't able to do that. I mean, look at Trevor Lawrence, 18 for 37. Right. Ugh. I thought they would utilize Travis, Et- uh, Travis Etienne a little bit more. I mean, he had five receptions, but that was that's what helped him it was, beat Ohio State. It was, was like for him a while. In the passing they, game. It was like for a while they just tried to use him in the passing game, though, and they just wouldn't hand the ball off to him. Yeah. I was like, I feel like you could hand the ball off to him. So Auburn that year, it doesn't have rankings. They did play a close game with LSU, but um, yeah, they played South Carolina in the SEC championship game, for example, 2010. I mean, was that I wouldn't was that Clowney's year? Probably, yeah. But I mean, who and they, they end up playing Michigan in the bowl game. Who did they have in on offense that year? Uh, they South probably Carolina. had uh, was it Connor Shaw? Connor Shaw and. Uh, Wide receiver. Probably, um, I don't know. I don't know. No, I mean, those, obviously, that was a, that was a good year. And it was surrounded by controversy, too. But it was, I mean, <laughs> not like LSU won't have controversy soon. I mean, Odell I Beckham was freaking handing out $100 bills after the game. Oh, yeah. What a- Which I was like, I mean, if they're seniors, yeah, give it to them. But I don't know who all he handed it to. Well, me. I think Justin Jefferson has to go to the draft now. <laughs> You got a thousand dollars handed to him. Yeah, fill it after the game. He's done. But now that that was interesting to say the least. Um, yeah, it's going to be different without you know Justin Jefferson. He had 106 yards. Uh, Terrence Marshall won't be there. Joe Burrow. Um. Delpit won't be there. Oh yeah, I mean this LSU team kind of just like different. fell into the right time frame too. I think Clemson will. Clemson, I mean, both these teams are going to be in contention next right, year. Clemson should really have a good – I mean, just because if you look at their ACC schedule right. and and then they don't lose a ton, like right. they should be fine. Yep. I, I expect Clemson to probably be back in the college football playoff next year. Oh, yeah. So, I mean, they, they I expect, have no one to compete with. I expect Clemson, Ohio State, and then you're going to be looking at like a Alabama-LSU again. Yep. And then fourth team, depending on how the chips fall at the end of the year. So Yeah. That's what I expect. Hopefully Tennessee too. Yeah, hopefully. Maybe that's the other SEC team. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Let's see. So let's see. We need to go undefeated. Let's do this. So we need to go undefeated until the SEC championship game. We'll lose to LSU, who's undefeated in the SEC, or we can beat LSU, one or the other. Yeah. We can beat them in the SEC championship game. LSU can get in as the four seed. We'll be the one seed, sure. I guess. Oh yeah, Why definitely. <laughs> and then, yeah, from then on out, Clemson. I guess let's go Clemson at. Let's go Clemson at two. They'll David Johnson out. said we'd be in the college football playoff in the next five years. Why not this year then? Yeah, that's the next. That's one of the next five years. So. Why not us? Don't pick us. Yeah. I I am tired of hearing the. I hope this this game kind of put it to rest. The Clemson Volunteers. I mean, it's 
We're done. We're done talking. I just don't about understand it. why people would want him to come here. We would win. We'd go win a Music City Bowl again. That's fun, and then we'd sell Butch. Yeah, Jones I mean, for five look more at years. look at all the talent that Butch Jones had, and he couldn't yeah. win with it. No, that's mean, exactly what I said last night. I was like, why? Like, it's it's pretty much the same team. Yeah. No, it's like it's almost exactly the same. Except without a good well, Etn. If I don't know. First off, I'm not. I feel like they're just messing with us. Because why would anyone say that before a national championship game? Yeah. So. Congratulations, I mean, you I mean, all got, got. I mean, two more that uh, Jacob Phillips and Jacoby Stevens, they were yeah heavily recruited by ten- – they're Tennessee guys. Right. And they – they uh, Jacoby Phillips led the team in tackles and – or Jacob Phillips and then Jacoby Stevens had seven tackles. You know, th- those are really good guys on that defense that could have been balls too, but, you know. Right. Bush Jones. Old Butch Jones. Yeah, no, I'm I'm with you. Like, I'm sick of talking about that. I don't. Yeah, he, he definitely would have. He would have botched it. Like, we wouldn't yeah. be in the college ball playoff. Like, let's be clear about that. Right. So. And you would have lost these guys a lot of money. Trevor Lawrence probably wouldn't be a number one pick next year. Yeah, he would He would have died before then. <laughs> let's talk about the NFL playoffs before we do that. Let me tell you about my friends at MyBookie. I don't know about you, but for me, a game is ten times more exciting when I'm putting my money on it. Sometimes I have a gut feeling about a matchup, and sometimes I'm just betting on my team because they're my team. Regardless, whether you've been betting for years or you're ready to play for the first time, my bookie is your best bet this season. If you're the kind of guy who likes to bet a little to win a lot, try parlay. If you like a couple of the big favorites this week, parlays are perfect because they let you bet multiple games for a much bigger payout. If you're going to bet this season, do the smart thing and go to my bookie because no one gives you more ways to win. If you really want to support your your team this season. Don't just sit on the sidelines. Get in the action with my bookie. If you join right now, my bookie will double your first deposit. Only if you use the promo code chair to activate the offer. That's promo code C H A I R to double your cash today. Visit mybookie.ag. You play, you win, you get paid. Titans. I do I do, I do want to mention one thing real quick. Um Joe Osevet is on the recruiting trail. Next running back coach or next I think whatever coach? I think this is a tryout. I mean, I think you put it out there. I think they trust him enough to go out and recruit. See if he can but, make some noise. Yeah, I mean, if I think they they want to give it to Joe Osevet, but they also want to fill that void in recruiting. Like that that's the biggest thing is recruiting right. is everything. Right. I mean, look look at the top teams in recruiting. It there's no hiding that that correlates to winning. Right. No, absolutely. So I mean, if if he if he's able to do good in recruiting, I think they'll give it to him. There you go. Um. So yeah, this is your trial, Joe. Go get go it. Get, yeah, go get him. Please go get him. Please. Titans at Chiefs, dude. Titans gonna keep it rolling. I mean, might as well. Here's the thing: if they go down twenty four nothing to the Titans, they're not gonna come back. No, because Vrabel is gonna play keep away. Yeah, I mean they're they're not gonna a a. The Titans are going to give an oppo- an opponent nine possessions probably in an entire game. Is the Chiefs' defense much better than the Ravens? No. I don't think so. I mean, I don't think so. But now the offense is yeah. far better. But we're – sorry, not far better. Far more explosive. Yeah, big They're place. more explosive. I don't know about better, but they're more explosive for sure. Did I can't believe like Patrick – it seems like Patrick Mahomes has kind of taken a step back this year just because no everybody's talking about Lamar Jackson because I guess he's the next big thing. But, dude, Patrick Mahomes is like – I feel like he's the best quarterback in the NFL. Yeah. I mean, probably, I mean he's I mean, he's definitely top three right now. I yeah. Mean, yeah. 
I mean, I don't know if who's better between him and Lamar Jackson. It'd be close. I think I do think Patrick Mahomes is much more explosive. I do think that. Yeah, he's probably a better quarterback. Now, Lamar Jackson's probably a better athlete. And he deserves the MVP. I'm not saying that whatsoever. But as, man, scoring 51 points against the Texans, that's insane. Right. And you did it in three quarters. The Texans are... What happened? They're terrible. They got scared. Deshaun Watson was 31 for 52. Oof. That's not good on the old average. No. Yeah, I'm excited for this weekend. Yeah. I think that you can't really ask any more of the NFL playoffs. I mean, they've kind of been everything that you could ask for. A lot of scoring. Um, you got a Cinderella team in the of, Titans. Do what now? You got a Cinderella team in the Titans. Yeah, you can't um, really ask for any more. Man, this may be where it ends, but how much fun would it be if it doesn't? Yeah. I mean, I would I, feel better if the Titans were playing. Obviously, this couldn't happen. But, like, looking at the other teams, if they were playing a team like the Packers or the 49ers, Versus an explosive team like the Chiefs. Because I think I think the Titans have a better chance of knocking off the Chiefs than the Packers do knocking off the 49ers, in my opinion. Interesting. Interesting. They did beat them in the regular season. Mm. Now, it's hard to beat a team twice, but it they did. It is hard to beat a team twice. But you did it. You proved that you can do it. Right. I I, I mean, I, I don't think the Packers and the 49ers are as good as – their offenses aren't as good as the Chiefs, mm-hmm. and I think that plays to the Titans' favor. Yep. So that's why – in terms of if you're looking at these four teams, I'd rather the Titans be playing any of the other two than the Chiefs. But definitely the off. But maybe they play like the first quarter. Maybe, maybe they play the first quarter. This Titans defense is rolling right now. They are creating yep. havoc all the time. They're limiting big plays. So so something's got to give in this game. They're hitting them in the mouth over and over and over and over again. Yeah, and over and over and over again. Our camera went out. Sorry if you're seeing us. I'm fixing it right now. You're just seeing us. We're having a lot of issues today. Still camera. Um, it must be the offseason. Everything's it. just taking the... We're in the offseason now. Yep. Over and 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 over again. I love that man. Who is it? Um, God dang it, if you hadn't asked me. Um, freaking, oh my God. Seahawks are running back. Marshawn oh, Lynch. Oh, Marshawn Lynch. He's talking about... You see where he almost hit that... He yeah, almost drilled that. was hilarious. That what if he just like drilled him like right in the head? I would have loved it. That would have been hilarious. It. That's targeting, right? Oh yeah. They're talking about I can't remember what they're asking him, but he's like he's like, if you just run hard at people and you hit them, no one wants to get hit over and 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 over again. He's like, no one wants to get hit like that. It's true. That's that's why teams teams are running away from Derrick Henry at this yeah. point. And he like it, it's getting run. colder. Especially in Kansas City. Well, I don't know. This weather in Knoxville, I don't know if it's making its way to Kansas City. It's nasty. It's yeah. disgusting and warm. And it's January 14th, and I'm wearing shorts. But that, that plays in the Titans' favor. If it's yep. nasty. I guess that's true. Make it nasty. Yeah, make it, make it nasty. <laughs> Let's make it nasty. But yeah, so who, who do you got? I'm going to take the Titans. Let's do it. Oh. Let's do it. I like it. Let's just, Cinderella, like you said, Cinderella story. You can't write a story as good as this. Let's do it. Let's go to the Super Bowl. I'm going to do Titans fans a favor. I'm not going to pick them because go. I haven't picked them yet, and they keep winning, so they keep proving me wrong. I'm going to go the Chiefs. There you go. Packers 49ers. I got 49ers, man. They they look like the team to beat. I um, mean, they look like the LSU of the NFL right now. I'm going to go 49ers. I just I, again, I don't I don't I don't think the Packers are a great football team. They've done enough to win up to them. Kudos to them. 
but I just don't think they're a great football team. Um, I think they've also kind of like played teams that play into their favor, and that's helped them. Um, and they, they are terrible when they go to the West Coast. They got blown out by the Chargers, the 49ers. They are just not good when they go to the West Coast. Okay. Well, and guess where they're playing at? West Coast, baby. West Coast. Stadium, let's go. Let's get into our segments. Jumbotron. Jumbotron. We're going to talk about our favorite off-season activities for Saturdays because typically we're tailgating, getting ready for football. God, I freaking miss it, dude. So now, now we've got to find other stuff to do. I'm going to go my first one because I'm usually up early on Saturday, football Saturdays. Sleeping in. Okay. I like to sleep in at least till 10, you know, minimum when See, football's not going on. I like to sleep in, but, like, when I say, like, oh, I'm going to sleep in tomorrow, I never do. But when I don't need to sleep in, I sleep in. So I'm going to go get up and play COD. There you go. Call right of Duty. Yeah. Get on the sticks. Are you ever on before noon, though? Yeah. If somebody else is on, I, I hate playing by myself. I get bored, man. Mm. So I usually have to d- depend on, you know, small hands Dylan. Dylan's not on before noon. Uh, I know. Oh, well, I'm usually like... having to depend on him, so I'm usually probably not on by noon. But I would be if, if he would get up. Gotcha. My second favorite, brunch. Brunch in the farmer's market, man. Okay. Brunch at Pete's or anywhere downtown. Brunch. Okay. I'm a, good, I'm a big brunch guy. Ooh. High class. Give me, some, give me some mimosas and some some chicken and waffles. Okay. And in the morning, we're making waffles. See, I never had brunch until like I uh, was out of college. Like brunch, like wasn't a thing. I didn't even know what they had at brunch. No I'm, clue. I'm a big brunch guy. Have you always been a big brunch, or is it just like a couple years? I feel like my family. I mean, we we used we used to cook brunch. We didn't go out for brunch. Okay. We used to cook brunch pretty often. Okay. Yeah, we I'm didn't just, we didn't go out for it. I'm just, I had breakfast, lunch, and dinner. That's, I mean, that's yeah. what I we were We were, uh, like, we always did a Christmas brunch was our big brunch. Ooh, like, we didn't good. eat, we didn't eat breakfast or lunch on Christmas. We just ate, uh, like, 11, 10 or 11 o'clock, big brunch. Okay. Yeah. Fried chicken? No, we, like, that was usually traditional breakfast food, but, like, later in the day, so. Oh, okay. So, it was, like, pancakes, eggs, biscuits, and gravy? Yeah, stuff like that. Okay. Delicious stuff, you know? Yeah. I... I mean, I'm I'm not a big brunch guy. I'll eat it. So I'm just going to say I like to eat. Just That's a tailgate activity. You're not changing much. I'm not. I'm just <laughs> eating at home. <laughs> I'm not going somewhere else to eat. I'm, I'm not waiting on for somebody to bring it to me. I'm usually... Uh, I guess I am. Yeah, my wife is... <laughs> saying, you ever cooked? <laughs> no, I don't think I ever have. Um, yeah, so I just like to eat. How about that? My next one is something I've never done, but I would, I'd like to do. Basketball, Saturday mornings, like 9 a.m. game. I think I'd like that better than after Sunday afternoon. So I think I'd like to do that. Dude, I was Saturday morning game. I'm not sore really anymore, but like that Saturday or that day after we played on Sunday, that I was hurting that night while we were recording. I don't know if you all saw it in me, but like my head, my head was pounding. You're sore in the head. Well, like I was you think a lot. I guess just like running just made my I don't know when I run a lot my head hurts. You got you got you got to stop thinking so much. I think, yeah, I guess so. I'm just, I'm just full of knowledge and CTE probably. All those targeting calls when I was growing up that didn't get called. That's it. Yeah. Uh, my next one would I don't do this a ton, but I would like to do it is go work out. Oh, okay. get your day started off yeah. right. 
I'll never work out on a Saturday. I'll play <laughs> basketball if that counts. Okay. Yeah. If you count that, I'll, I'll, okay. I'll do that. That's like leg day. Yeah. I mean, that's a full body workout. What do you mean? <laughs> but yeah, no, I'm, yeah, I'm not, I'm not a gym, not a Saturday morning gym guy. Stupidity's an epidemic. Stupidity. Love it. Always um, back. My first one is uh, at Coach TM9. He said, wow, just wow. I completely understand how market value works, but have we lost our way just a little bit here? And then the graphic, I don't even know who made the graphic, but the graphic's stupid too. It said combined salaries of coaches versus U.S. governors. What are the, first off, $6.9 million seems like a lot to be paying our governors. Isn't that like a civil service job? Do you really need to be making that much money? Second off, yeah, it's the how market value works. What do you mean we lost our way? We were entertained. How much How much do movie stars make? How much do... I mean, first off, those politicians are making way more than $6.9 million. What's the governor doing for me? Clear about that, right? <laughs> how is he entertaining me? But, like, it's it's anything of entertainment value. Yeah. Like, I don't understand... It's not just coaches. I feel like what you should be complaining about is that four coaches in the college football playoff are making $24 million, and the players aren't making anything, which I also want to talk about that, because... Scott Van Pelt, I get that he's all about the players, but I also need him to understand that if we start paying college ball players fairly, that you're going to lose like things like swimming and diving and softball. And you're also aren't going to have 120-man rosters. You're going to have 53-man rosters. So, like, and you're not going to have FCS. Well, didn't didn't some, have- somebody come up with, and I, I, don't, I don't know who this is, um, but they could come up with an idea to give them, like, a stipend mm-hmm. Right, or you could, or you can cancel out of that and make whatever you're able to. Oh, like I mean, I'm I'm for the Olympic model where you just make money off like advertising and you know, like the school doesn't actually pay you. Right, but they pay you a stipend. I mean, I think you should get paid the stipend regardless because I think the stipend should be like, you know, not not anything insane. Like I feel like you should be able to pay every player on a major college floor roster, you know, like five thousand dollars a month and. I feel like you could evenly spread that out. But also you're going to get into the debate of how much do you pay baseball players? How much do you pay women's soccer players? And you'll have to figure out. I mean, it'll be a mess to figure out at first. But mm-hmm. I, I think you got to find a way to fairly compensate players for what they do. Um, but, I mean, it's going to be the question. But, I mean, you can't pay them what you pay NFL players or NBA players. Or, no. Like, ever. Like, not even, like, the NBA minimum. <laughs> no. Like, that's not even possible. Like, there's a reason there's the NBA and there's college. Right. Like, there's a big reason why. So, they're going to have to figure out how to fairly com Like, it's probably going to be less than fair, per se. But, like, college athletes also kind of have to understand that, like... I mean, it's kind of the same in the NBA. The NBA is a little bit different. But, like, there's way more history to the program than there is, like, an NFL pro- program. Yeah. Like, I'm most people are going to buy Tennessee football jerseys. Not a lot of people would just buy a random Titans jersey. So, I don't know. But, yeah, that Scott Van Pelt's argument entirely is a little flawed but i mean i agree that they need to be compensated it's just how is going to be interesting i think the first thing that needs to be put in motion is and it's not it's not going to happen with um football because football you're just not to that level straight out of high school at least most people aren't but be able to being able to being able to go get paid right I think that that should be the like the one and done is so stupid like it it's and it's becoming an issue because kids would rather go overseas and get paid than stand right and, and go into school for and it's not necessarily a semester, better basically. for them either yeah so, yeah 
No, so. yeah, they do. I agree with that. I mean, NBA, you should be able to go straight out of high school. That That's the NBA's fault, no, not the NCAA's. Right. So, which I don't know why they stopped doing it. Like, I don't get that. So, you're, yeah, whatever. But what another thing that's crazy is Trevor Lawrence would probably be. Trevor Lawrence might be the. He might be the number. Well, no, maybe. He'd probably be number two. Yeah. Probably going into this year before. I mean, he would have been over Trevor for sure. Yeah. You yeah. have yeah, any stupidities? Yeah, I do. David Pollock actually is my first one. Um, where did he say that? He said something dumb. Yeah, he says Jamie Newman. Jamie Newman is, was the Wake Forest quarterback that transferred to, um, transferred to Georgia recently. He uh, he said Jamie Newman coming in for the dogs gives them a chance to be in a playoff contention again next year. They needed a, a dynamic guy because they are breaking. An almost completely new O line in twenty twenty. He stretches the field with his feet and arm, going to be, going to be a fun offense to watch next year. Yeah, you aren't good at Wake Forest in the ACC. You're not going to be good in Georgia in the SEC. Yeah, sorry. No, and it, it wasn't it wasn't Jake like you. Jake Fromm wasn't the issue. The issue was your offense was bad because your offensive coordinator guru left. Right. It would like Jamie Newman's not going to help that, and he's not going to change you into a playoff contention and not, he's not going to be the difference in that. No, definitely. Because I don't think Jake Fromm was the difference. I think you have some studs on defense. You have some studs on offense. Like, Jamie Newman doesn't make you a playoff contender. Yeah, no, I agree. You're already a playoff contender. Right. Uh, I've got Ari Wasserman. Uh, first off, he's an Ohio State beat reporter, so stupidity right there. Oh, I have that tweeted, one too. Uh, cool. The more I watch this game, the more it's clear that Ohio State was probably the best team in college ball this year. I don't know how you – that's what you drew away from that game. Um, in fact, the team that was – I mean, I guess he tweeted in the first, like, two minutes when Clemson looked good, but – Yeah. I don't know. That That's a pretty bold thing to tweet after not even a quarter of football. After you, your team lost. And your team <laughs> lost to the team that was out playing the other team. So. Yeah. Yeah, not stupidity. Um, this isn't really a stupidity. It's more of a fail, but it, it pertains to the national championship. Did you see the cop threaten to arrest <laughs> yeah, the what? LSU players for smoking I mean, cigars? Is, I feel like that is stupidity. Like, what what makes you think that's the right thing to do? Like, that's the yeah. Hey, they right. just won a national championship. Let's go break the party up. That and like, I mean, I feel like the Superdomes had plenty of cigars smoked inside of it. But you're gonna enforce the rule on a college football team that again just won the national championship. Yeah, also, like, Alabama comes in our place and smokes them in Neyland <laughs> Stadium. We need to have a cop in the away locker room yeah. next, next year. Actually, also, no, we don't. did you think it was weird that Nick Saban was just on TV the entire time? Why was he a guest picker? Or not a guest picker, but, like, a? In, why was he in that last little bit? That's the dumbest Is he just trying to, like, milk all the money he can, like, out of... No, like, why would ESPN... Why, I'm sure LSU was like, why did you invite our biggest rivals coach on to talk about us? Yeah, that's so stupid. Incredibly stupid. Like, why are you giving Alabama more airtime like in our game? Like, it's, like he's not even a, a fun guy to listen to. He's no. an ass the entire time. Yeah. He doesn't smile. He's just a and he wears just an ass. the ugliest suit I've ever seen. The suit was the color of my hat. It looks good in a hat, terrible in a suit. My good Lord, get this man off my TV. Yeah, no, it was incredibly stupid. I don't understand ESPN at all. Well, I mean, did, did he just have to make an appearance because, like, he felt that left out? I think ESPN asked him to come on, which is incredibly stupid to me. Why would he say yes? Who knows? Is he not making enough money? No. He's probably making more than the governor. 
I think he makes like six times more than the governor. Oh, God. <laughs> I mean, I, I get it, but damn. Right. I mean, he's done a lot more for the state of Alabama than any governor ever. Right. So it, it makes a lot more sense. True. Um, do you have anything else? That's all I got. Guys, thank you for listening. Tennessee takes on Georgia tomorrow. Urosh, will he start with Bowden struggles? I doubt it, but we'll see. <laughs> I think it's possible. I think yeah. it's possible. I mean, Vescovi started his first game, and he was on campus for 10 days. Urosh has been practicing all year for this one game. So Yeah. <laughs> uh, excited to watch that 7 o'clock tip-off, I think. Thank God it's not a 9 o'clock tip-off. And then uh, Saturday, travel to Vanderbilt, take on a terrible Vanderbilt team. This should, this could be a really good week for the Vols to – to add in a much-needed player and then go get some conference wins. Tennessee is on the come-up. You can thank our good friend, Phil Fulmer. Go Vols. Go Urosh. Go Urosh. We're bringing the boat in, and we out.